When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The tremendous football Thursday edition. By the way, I feel like now we've had this new open for what a couple weeks. Now, like I feel like I know where it ends, and I can just come in and do the open, and I can like hit it right on every time. Took a couple weeks, but now I got it here on this tremendous football Thursday edition of You Better You Bet. It rolls on. Nick and Ken here with you on the BetQL Network. Awesome first two hours of the show, featuring awesome discussion on NFL awards and awesome guest interview with our pal Adam Chernoff. And uh, we didn't do Feliz Naritat, but we will get to that at some point in the next two hours. Narrative bets this weekend in college football brought to you by the word spot. Danny, Danny Cannell will join us. <laughs> Danny Cannell will join us in 40 minutes. Our pal from CBS Sports, the uh, the Cover 3 podcast and Sirius XM. Cannell stops by in 40, talking college football betting this weekend. All our bets for the Vikings and the Eagles coming up. Power hour, final hour of the show. Have more awards to get into. Monster teaser conversation for week number two. So still so much to do. But kicking things off right now in the final two hours of the show is our good friend, Connor Allen, who does an amazing job with our friends over at 4 for 4 and Betsbirds. And like uh, Connor can tell you a little bit about 4 for 4 over the course of the interview, I think they do an amazing job on that site, giving you like a great betting advice and their tools for betting props. Like I use it, Connor, nice enough to give me a subscription. Like I've been checking it out, used it last year also. Like it's, it's great. And if you bet player props, I would encourage you to check it out. Check out 4 for 4. Check out Connor on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL and his podcast, Move the Line, featuring our friends uh, John Daigle, Ryan Noonan, among others. Connor, welcome back to You Better You Bet. Nick and Ken, uh, happy week two, my friend. What's up, guys? I appreciate the, the introduction there and plug at 4 for 4. Week one was, a, I would say, pretty interesting one. I felt like I got a couple of pretty strong stances very right, and I got a couple of very strong stances incredibly wrong. Uh, so I think it's good to understand when to adjust and when to pivot and you know, head into the rest of the season here. And Connor, I have a feeling one of the strong stances you got right, or at least something that we were talking about before you came on in the uh, in the commercial break, involved the Chicago Bears. And I think people people listen to the show are just like probably like it's that uh, it's that Simpsons meme. It's like stop, stop, he's already dead. Like why do you have to keep insulting the Chicago Bears so much? But like we kind of talked about whether they were the worst team in the league the other day. I know you were. It wasn't in the list of bets you sent us, but you were I think pretty excited to to make some bets involving the Chicago Bears still even through one blowout loss. Maybe just talk about that for a little bit. Yeah, so coming into the offseason, you know, all the hype was around, okay, well, Justin Fields is a great passer at Ohio State. The offensive line is going to be upgraded. They'll give him a little bit more time. They added DJ Moore. DJ Moore, you know, a la the, you know, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs kind of, you know, narrative. Like, all of that was in play. Everyone was super excited about it. And hypothetically, I guess on paper it makes sense, right? Like, Josh Allen was a good passer at one point of his career. I think in, after week one, it was just so, so apparent that that was not the case. Like, he was not going through his reads. The play designs were terrible. DJ Moore saw two targets on 34 routes or whatever it was. It was just egregious top to bottom here. And Justin Fields can't do it himself. Like, in my opinion, like after that whole offseason of hype and everything, like I, I just thought it was so, so obvious that none of the stuff that the hype that happened, like, or like was talked about is going to play out here. So under six and a half wins is still available at, at plenty books here. Like, I mean, yeah, they're probably going to win maybe four games, maybe five games if, if things break right. But the way they played before at home week one against a Packers team with Jordan Love without his number one receiver and just getting absolutely walloped. I mean, 
it does not get much more pathetic than that. Chicago is down bad right now as a city overall, like after that performance. And I would not, I am fully in on just continuously, like you said, you know, kicking them where they're down. So I'm, I'm banging some unders here on under six and a half too. Listen, like the bears might suck, but at least like Chicago does have the bear, right? Which might be like the greatest television show ever. So if you had to yeah. choose one, like bear or bears, I mean, it's, it's bear singular all day long, We're picking at least bear. for me. Oh, it's easy. Oh yeah. And then, and then we bet against the bears. Yeah, I mean, the Bears are going to move to Arlington Heights anyways. It's not even Chicago, so. Yeah, screw them. I hope they never yeah. win another game. Uh, let, let's clear Thursday. That, that's not true. Let's uh, let's clear Thursday night football, Connor, and then we'll move to the rest of Sunday slate here. Now, give us something really good here, because I have a feeling our social guys will have this cooked up for a video prior to the game starting tonight. Uh, you have a player prop that you like for the Eagles and the Vikings on Thursday night football. Yeah, one that I still really like. Dallas Goddard over on his receiving yards. We're looking at that around, I would say, anywhere from 46 to 48. I like it up to 50, honestly. He's obviously coming off a dud uh, off of last week here. But I think there's a few key points here that matter a lot. So this Eagles passing game struggled as a whole. But Goddard last year cleared 44 and a half receiving yards in 11 of his 15 games. And if you get up to 46 and a half, it's a little bit lower of a hit rate. But that's not too big of a deal here. The biggest key is that... The uh, Vikings played the highest rate of zone coverage last week at 87% and blitzed the highest rate at 47% with their new defensive coordinator. In those situations last year, zone and blitz, Dallas Goddard had a 21% target share, averaged more than 10 yards per target. On top of this, you have the offensive coordinator talking about how they need to get Goddard the ball more, you know, a little, so a little bit of a squeaky wheel narrative on top of this. So, you know, I think you can play over 50, you can play alternate overs, like over 60, 70. Um, like really, I think we're going to see a big bounce back here. And overall, I expect this game to have a ton of volume, a ton of pass volume both ways. So, um, I think that this over at 46 and a half is really, really low. Nice. So over on, uh, on Dallas Goddard, that's a fun look for, for tonight for Thursday night football. Connor, if we go to Sunday, obviously like one of the big talking points all week, which started on Monday night when that Jets Bills game happened, the injury to Aaron Rodgers, right? Torn Achilles out for the year. Zach Wilson's kind of immediately named the starter by Robert Sala for the rest of the season. Maybe the Jets add a quarterback, but like, it looks like it's going to be Wilson the whole rest of the year and his kind of first start this year. We, we saw a lot of him last year. It didn't look great. First start this year against the Dallas defense that literally just shut out the New York Giants, which, which doesn't really sound great for Zach Wilson, maybe in his prospects what about prop bets in jets and cowboys zach wilson obviously starting instead of aaron Rodgers. yeah zach wilson's prop was lined at 177 and a half passing yards and i still think it's too high i'm hitting the under on that and for a couple of reasons i mean you mentioned it that zach wilson obviously getting his first start this season and he played most of last week's game but the key here is that they now have offensive coordinator nathaniel hackett against like a Cowboys defense that we projected to be a leader, I thought was going to be one of the best coming in the season and managed to like exceed expectations in week one. Um, I mean, Zach Wilson, if you think about the whole trajectory of the offseason, he probably wasn't getting that many reps with the starters. Like how well is he going to be integrated in the system? We've already seen kind of Robert Sala come over the top and be like, all right, well, we're going to, we need to really just make sure that this guy's a game manager, you know, previous season. So I think we're going to see a heavy dose of Brees Hall, heavy dose of Dalvin Cook. But overall, I mean, this Jets defense should kind of help them keep it in the game. I know the spread's 10, but like, I think that this is going to probably be a pretty slow paced game, probably a very minimal volume on both sides here. So you're telling me that Zach Wilson has to be efficient against uh, one of the best defenses in the NFL with Nathaniel Hackett calling plays like, I mean, this is like one of the easiest unders in my mind, even though the number's already so low at 178. So I think it would really take like a freak catch or, you know, catch and run from Garrett Wilson to have this be even close. You better, you better hear with Nick and Ken, Tremendous Football Thursday, talking week two in the National Football League with our friend Connor Allen from 4 for 4 and the Move the Line podcast. Connor on Twitter, at Connor Allen NFL. Uh, maybe the Jets in for a bad game against the Cowboys on Sunday. Uh, my Giants had a bad game against the Dallas Cowboys this past Sunday. Hashtag doomsday. Not great for my New York football Giants who scored a grand total of zero points in that game. 
Connor, what are you expecting from Daniel Jones and the big blue offense coming up this Sunday in the desert against the Cardinals? Yeah, obviously last week was pretty disappointing for the Giants and, uh, you know, yourself there. But I think in this spot here against this Cardinals defense that looked like they had life for, you know, a little bit against the Washington Commanders. But I think everything needs context, right? So, you know, I said it there. It's like they look like they had life against Washington Commanders, you know, who have one of the worst offensive lines in the league. Uh, and so while they have interesting weapons, I don't think that they're quite the same as a team like the Giants that I think proved to us last year that Brian Dable, Daniel Jones, and kind of the supporting cast there are usually able to squeeze most of the edges out of everything they had. And even against the Cowboys, I mean, the first drive that they had looked good until they, you know, fumbled and then everything went downhill very, very quickly. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong with them last week. Now I like the team total for the Giants over. I believe we're getting 22 and a half here, um, depending on the book. So I, I think that the over there against the Cardinals is a pretty good look here because it's not easy. It's not hard to imagine them bouncing back against the Cardinals team that's like almost the polar opposite in terms of what we saw from the Cowboys here. Connor, another team total. I know you're probably pretty interested in. I know something we're trying to figure out, Connor, is all right. Uh, the Chargers offense with Kellen Moore, we, we have one data point on it. They ran the ball a ton. They had a lot of success against Miami. They scored a lot of points. The problem was their defense allowed even, even more points because the Dolphins offense was like absolutely unbelievable. And so now the Chargers go from that game, really high total projected shootout to a game that's kind of a little different. The Titans tend to play kind of clunky games, maybe not sure how these pieces are going to fit together with Kellen Moore offense against Mike Vrabel and the Titans. Uh, anything for you here in this game, Chargers and Titans? Yeah, so I'd like the Chargers team total over, looking at 23 and a half here with a little bit of juice. But I think there's a major caveat that needs to be talked about here because the Chargers were one of the run-heaviest teams in the first week against Miami. I think, and I'm pretty sure that that was schematic because Vic Fangio's Miami defense kind of played a little bit back, limited Justin Herbert's average depth of target, and basically dared them to run at certain times, right? And so I think that they leaned into that. 16 carries for Josh Kelly, 16 carries for Austin Eckler, and had one of the best rushing games in you know the last 10 years, basically, in the NFL. And so now we're looking at that. But now we're facing the Titans. So the Chargers are going against the Titans, who have one of the best run defenses in the NFL, one of the best fronts uh, you know, in the league. So how does Kellen Moore adjust? And I think that we're going to see Kellen Moore come out and go extremely pass-heavy. We saw him with the Cowboys at one point do that uh, you know, a couple of years ago in Tampa. Like They came out, threw the ball like 50, 60 times with Dak Prescott. Now, if we get that kind of reversal here, I think the Chargers are going to have a ton of success passing the ball. We're going to see a ton of massive games from these players. So I like the Chargers to go over their team total. I think you can play Justin Herbert to have the most passing yards of the week at 8-1. to one. You can play Mike Williams to have the most receiving yards of the week at 35-1 to one in a little bit of a bounce-back spot here as well. I, I got to tell you, as someone who bet the Chargers earlier in the week, I pray that you're right and the assumption of rational coaching pulls through here with, with the Chargers right. on the run. Because, like, they should throw the ball on every play to Connor's well, point. With Eckler, pass funnel defense Eckler injured, Tennessee. too. That's the other yep. part of it. Like, I, and I kind of, kind of kind of alluded to that, too. Like, why why not throw the ball? <laughs> like, why, well, why, I mean, like, what, answer. What is, cause, cause they're dumb. Yeah. That's that's a, why play Mike Williams in week 18 in a meaningless game that he gets hurt and misses the wild card game. Answer. They're dumb. Uh, let's go to Monday night, Connor, and then we can maybe come back to Sunday and get your thoughts on a couple other games. But I know you have a prop that you like with the Steelers as they host the Cleveland Browns. Uh, kind of a face planting performance for the Steelers offense. Matt Canada, Kenny Pickett and company. What are you expecting from the Steelers signal caller at home against a tough Cleveland defense? Yeah, I'm not expecting too much to change here for the Browns. I like Kenny Pickett to go under 200, 200 passing yards. I placed 195. It's pretty widely available here. But the preseason hype obviously just didn't translate to week one. It took basically insane garbage time for to get over 200 passing yards against the Niners. He had nine total passing yards before the two-minute uh, two warning uh, at the end of the first – or at the beginning of the first half there. 
when the Steelers were already losing 20 to zero. So I basically had to throw the entire second half. Now you have the Steelers without Deontay Johnson. Uh, Pat Fryermuth is a little bit banged up. So you're rolling in with a receiving core of like George Pickens, Allen Robinson, Calvin Austin against the Browns defense that with Jim Schwartz, I mean, looked super impressive against, against the Bengals. Maybe it was Russ for the Bengals. Maybe it was Joe Burrow's injury, but I mean, they held him to 82 yards either way. I think that's super impressive. And then you have a kind of a limping in char, uh, Steelers team here in this game as well. So 200 yards, I think, is a little bit too high for a guy like Pickett um, in this spot specifically. Connor, why don't we go to go back to Sunday and people who uh, listen to your interviews with us the last couple of years kind of know how we like to end our interviews with you when you have you on during the week during an NFL season is just kind of emptying the bucket here. Like we you know we talked about some specific games, some specific bets that you like, but just kind of some of your other favorite Sunday prop bets, even like leans, looks that you have, things that you're thinking about. We always kind of give you a couple minutes here at the end to empty the bucket on those thoughts. So feel free. we got about two minutes to go. Yeah, I think a good one to go back to. Chargers rushing under specifically. I'm going to be hitting some Josh Kelly unders. Tennessee allowed 50 yards and 19 carries to New Orleans running backs in week one. Um, and then last year, they only allowed uh, in the, in this match of 22 carries for 82 yards. So I think we're going to be getting probably pretty low uh, rushing output in this specifically. Um, Gabriel Davis alternate overs, I think, is an interesting one here. I played him to have the most receiving yards of the week. Um, Gabe Davis just averaged uh, 0.72 yards per out run, 13% target share against man coverage. Against zone coverage, more than double that in yards per out run, 18% target share. Week one, now in his matchup, Raiders played 85% zone. Uh, so I think we're going to get probably a breakout Gabe Davis game here. Luke Musgrave overs, um, you know, I think in this matchup here, opposing tight ends averaged 5.2 catches per game last season. Uh, and now in this spot, we saw him pop a couple of times here for the Packers. So especially if Christian Watson's out, which is looking like he is again. Uh, Baltimore rushing unders potentially. Is it Gus, Gus Edwards? Is it Justice Hill? They signed Melvin Gordon. I'm just going to say, I don't care. Just take the highest one under. I think all of them are probably going to see six, seven, eight carries and then go under their total and tough matchup here against Cincinnati that – uh, I think played a lot worse than they normally do with DJ Reader here. So that's another one that I like specifically. Damien Pierce receiving unders, I think is interesting with him not playing, you know, getting that full workhorse role. Um, Rasheed Rice overs. I mean, Rasheed Rice, I think was the lone bright spot of this Chiefs offense here with the receiving core. You know, only played 12 snaps, but led the team in catches. Played like fifth most uh, snaps among all Chiefs wide receivers there. So uh, last one here, Mahomes rushing overs again, ran for 45 yards in week one. Uh, and then in their week 10 matchup against the Jags, ran for 39 yards. Jags just came off a uh, performance allowed 40 rushing yards to Anthony Richardson in week one. So those are a couple extra ones that I like as well. Add them. And Connor, give us a lot of extra bets there, Connor. We really appreciate it. Uh, 10 seconds to go here, like a literal 10 seconds. Uh, who do you prefer in the Ravens' backfield now with Dobbins out for the year? Justice Hill or Gus Edwards, if you can only have one? Uh, Gus Edwards, I just think he's the better player. I mean, what? I mean, piss off, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, Connor and I are in fantasy league this year, and, and I spent yeah. a lot of a lot of my. Is it Fab or Fob? Uh, Does it I matter? Think fab. It's two A's. I, I, I don't know. I thought Fob, fob was like the car key thing. You know. Like, yeah, yeah Fob is like when you yeah, have the. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Magnetic thing or whatever. Yeah. I spent a lot of Fab on uh, on Justice Hill in our in our fantasy league uh, to replace J.K. Dobbins. Not great. Connor is great though. On Twitter at Connor Allen NFL, host of the Move the Line podcast. Check out all his work at Four for Four. They do an awesome job at Four for Four. If you bet player props, you got to check it out. Among other things, Connor appreciate it. Best of luck this weekend, and we will talk to you soon here on You Better You Bet. Thanks, guys. Talk soon. Our pal Connor Allen joining us here on the show. On the other side, can I interest you in more award conversation in the National Football League? It's a trick question. Of course I can.